Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Success Hackers. This is your host, Scott Hansen, business and marketing strategist, best-selling author, speaker, and of course, your podcast host right here on Success Hackers. Scott, who is Success Hackers for? It's for you that own a business, that want to take your business to entirely new heights. You want to really 10x your business and explode, make this year your best year ever. This show is absolutely for you. We have now one of the fastest growing, most popular business podcasts on planet Earth on iTunes, and it's because of you, our loyal Hacker Nation community. I cannot thank you guys enough for continuing to listen and spread the word on social media and leaving reviews and ratings on iTunes. You guys are freaking amazing. And today, we are going to bring on a rock star, and he's going to share with us how he's built a very successful business here in a short period of time. But before we get started, I wanted to bring on our sponsor. Today, our sponsor is IWantMoreLeads.net. If you're looking to grow your leads for your business, make sure to check out the free video on how to generate all the leads your business can handle. Just go to I Want More Leads. That's IWantMoreLeads.net. And for all you business owners, make sure to stay all the way to the very end because if you're looking to crush it this year and really scale your business, I have something brand new that I want to share with all of you. All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We're about to speak to someone who has built a very successful real estate practice. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Bill Himmelstein. Bill, are you ready to rock? Let's do this. Yes. Bill Himmelstein started Tenant Advisory Group in July of 2008 after gaining experience at several of the major commercial real estate firms in Chicago. Tenant Advisory focuses their efforts on working with professional service firms, technology companies, and private practice physicians. He has completed well in excess of 200 transactions in his career with a value of almost $1 billion. And he's also spoken in front of crowds as large as 5,000 people and has even hosted a digital real estate show through Advisor TV. Bill, welcome to Success Hackers, man. It's great to have you on the show. Well, it's great to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, I gave our Hacker Nation listeners a little bit about you, but would love for you to expand a little bit more about you and your business. Sure. So, um, you know, I grew up uh, the, the son of an entrepreneur, so I always had that kind of bug in me about uh, knowing I was going to start a business. I think the the toughest part was really just figuring out what I was going to do. And once I learned a little bit more about commercial real estate and what it entailed and who you'd be working with and the value of the transactions, um, it really made sense to me. But one of the things I learned Actually, most of what I learned working for some of the bigger firms is what not to do. <laughs> and um, when I started my company, Tenant Advisory Group, it was really about bringing my core values and my personality and who I was and what I cared about to the business environment. Um, and so ever since, you know, we've really focused on more of um, how we do business, which is 
the three core values is, um, you know, it's, it's being responsive. It's doing what you say you're going to do. And it's always putting the client's best interest first. Certainly very simple concepts. We didn't reinvent the wheel, but just by bringing our own principles and our own values into the business, we've been able to enjoy a tremendous amount of success. And I've gotten to know Hacker Nation. I've gotten to know Bill outside of this podcast and what he does and what he says is, is, is exactly the way he lives his, his life and he, and he goes about his business, which is character is really on the top of that. And, uh, and like he said, servicing the client in a huge way. Bill, you just mentioned these, these three sort of value pieces that you bring, that you, you yourself bring and that I know your team brings to the experience for a client. You would think, to your point, you said that, that it's just kind of, well, it's kind of common sense, or at least to you, or maybe, maybe it's common sense, but for a lot of business owners, why do you think that that piece that you just shared is, it goes about missing in building a business? Yeah, that's a great question, because I think the focus, uh, for most people trying to be successful, uh, the focus is on themselves. It's on, it's internally. It's how can I make more money? How can I, uh, get better clients. How can I be more productive? And it's really an internal focus that has no real bearing on, uh, other people doing business with you. Mm. And, and our values, they're only, they're simply about how I want to be treated. Um, it's, it's the, it's the golden rule, right? Treat, do unto others. And, and so, um, we're focused on, on how do others perceive working with us and how do others perceive uh, the value experience and how do others uh, enjoy or or not enjoy being a part of the tag ecosystem mm-hmm. and and I think it's that outwardly focus uh, on what the customer experience is like as opposed to how can I make more money and how can I do this faster you know it was about just being patient setting down the the phone and really getting in front of of people to understand what their perception is of the process in both working with us and and being involved in a relationship and and being in the TAG ecosystem. And as someone that coaches and works with business owners like myself, one of the key components and pillars of growth is is finding the right clients and, and having obviously growing the revenue and having a pipeline full of potential clients. What is the best form of marketing and lead gen that you've used in order to grow your business, Bill? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and, and my answer is something that uh, I think, you know, advertising and marketing professionals don't always love to hear, but it's it's word of mouth. It's referral. I mean, you just can't buy that kind of well, – basically what it's called is third-party selling. Scott, I could tell you all day long how terrific of a broker I am, but it really doesn't mean as much unless one of your close, trusted advisors says, hey, Scott, Bill – and his firm, Tenant Advisor Group, are really terrific. Well, now it's taken on a whole nother level of meaning and significance when it comes from somebody other than yourself talking about how great you are. And so for us, it's all about referrals and and uh, third-party selling and other people spreading the word. And if you want, you know, if we have time, I can talk a little bit about how we we achieve that, how we try to attain that. And I'm glad you brought that up because I, I know, again, knowing you outside of here, I know that you do quite a bit of networking and you have these alliance partnerships and these individuals that you've done a lot of work over the years and they have referred business to you. But I want to take you back a few years to when you first got started. Someone out there right now is listening and they're saying, I'm just starting my real estate business. I, I, I 
said, you know what, I'm going all in. I've created my own business. It's just me and maybe assist, one assistant. How does that person, you've been doing this now for quite some time, and you've built up this great network, and like you mentioned earlier, you have a lot of referrals that come in from the work that you've done and and uh, the value proposition that you've created. But again, someone that's a little bit newer to the business, what would you advise them on? Because they, you know, at the end of the day, we all need to put money in the bank. Yep. So here's the million dollar uh, share that I'm going to put out there. And which is, if I, w- I wish I would have known this when I started 17 years ago. But networking is not going to a room full of people that you don't know and making it rain with your business card. That is not networking. Uh, to me, I have to, first of all, networking at its core is about giving. Right. It's about helping other people find opportunities to either grow or solve problems in their business. But the question is, who do you network with? You don't just blindly go out and try and start helping people. There's three keys to networking. Uh, and who you're going to choose to network. Number one, first and foremost, is do they work with similar clients as you? So you have to define who your client base is. Who do you want? Do you want small businesses? Do you want uh, technology companies? Do you want you know manufacturing companies? Do you want Fortune 500? Find define who you're trying to work with, and then find other service providers to those exact companies. That's step one. Step two is you got to like the person. You know, one of the things that works well with you and I, Scott, is that we respect each other. We like each other. We enjoy being around each other. If if I didn't care for you and, or you didn't care for me, you're not going to want to put me in front of any of your clients. Mm. So you got to like each other. That's step two. And step three is a, is a tough one to figure out, but you'll know it. It's when that person you're networking with makes an introduction to someone in their in their network, does that person respond to you? Meaning, mm. do they respect and value the opinion uh, of the person that's making the introduction? Because what good is it going to do, Scott, if uh, if I make an introduction for you, but that person doesn't respect me or doesn't value my thoughts or opinions, and they don't ever respond to the introduction? Now you're not getting anywhere. So really, it's those are the three simple keys. You know, networking, like I said, it starts with going to, starting to find other service providers that work with similar clients as you, and then uh, that's that's number one. Number two is, um, do you like each other and, and actually want to spend time with each other? And three, does do people respond to that person's introduction? And if you can find those three things, then that's the person that you continue to network with. And by networking, I mean give. You give to them. You, you introduce them to the people that they want to meet, and and they'll do it back. In Hacker Nation, I think what Bill just shared, I don't know if it was ever ever brought up on this show 107 episodes later, if it was ever positioned like that. Everybody from a logical standpoint realizes that networking should be about giving, but there's been so many times, I know Bill, you and I have talked about this offline, and it's just, it blows my mind that some you go to a networking event, uh, whatever that might be, and you show up, and I can't get over the amount of times, even to, in today's day and age, where somebody hasn't even said hello yet, or haven't even said, hi, how are you, and where are you from, and what part of the city do you live in, or what, or small talk, they literally are whipping out their business card, they're barely <laughs> even looking at you, you know, and they're saying, hey, how are you, here's my business card, it just blows my mind, like, almost as if, like, this is a cattle call, and to say, if I can whip through, you know, 50 networking events a month, and I can hand out 5,000 business cards, well, the return is, well, maybe I'll get three clients, and, and, and it's, it's just this, it's almost like this machine gun mentality versus what you're sharing, which is 
a a high profile rifle scope mentality where you're picking and choosing exactly who your alliance partners could be. You're picking and choosing the target that you want to go after. And then, like you said, the likability will all kind of all sort of form itself from there. Is that what you're saying? A hundred percent, Scott. You know, I'd say to each zone, everyone's got their own strategies and tactics. But what I found to be very effective and very efficient uh, a way to grow your business is by finding the right partners um, and, and then trying to help them grow their business. But I, I think that, um, you know, you talk about going to events and just spraying your business card around. I never go to an event where I don't know there's going to be people there that I want to talk to. And most of the time that means it's not even about the event or the venue or anything. It's about, okay, here's an opportunity where I can invite the people that I want to spend time with. So usually when I go to a quote-unquote networking event, I'm bringing my own network. I'm bringing the people that I want to spend time with. So I know it's going to be effective, uh, valuable use of my time. I mean, you've been doing this now for for a while, and you just share with us some great networking techniques. Uh, But when you look back uh, over the success that you've had, maybe what's one or two things that you can attribute to your overall success as a business owner? First and foremost is listening. You know, I remember the first job I had out of school and my quote unquote mentor, and I use that term very lightly, we'd go into a business owner and he'd start blabbing and he'd tell you, well, Cushman and Wakefield has this many offices and this many countries and this many brokers and we've done $2 trillion worth of deal. Nobody cares. Frankly, nobody cares. What I learned from from Uh, many people far smarter than I is sit down, ask questions that are not yes or no. Just get people to talk about their business. You know, sales is not about shoving your product or service down someone's throat. It's about finding a solution to a problem. And the more you talk to somebody about their business, the more you can get them talking, you're going to find plenty of problems. It may not necessarily be the product or service that you're selling, but let's say someone says to me, you know, my, I just, my attorney charges far too much money. Wonderful. I've got so many attorneys in my network that I know are working with similar clients as I am that share the same values as I do that I can refer them to. So if I can solve a problem in their business, it's almost as good as, you know, selling my own product or service. But basically what I'm doing is I'm building the relationship. I'm building trust. And so really I think that the, the, the key is listening. Being a good listener and keeping your mouth shut and just letting other people talk. It sounds again. I, I, I hate to say this. It, it's. I mean, again, 107 some odd episodes later, super successful individuals have been on this show, and it's amazing. Some of the things that they share. As a listener, you're thinking, "You got to be kidding me!" Like this is the breakthrough. This is being. <laughs> I need to be a better listener. And the reality of it is, is it's amazing. Success leaves clues. Again, we have a lot of people on the show, and. Um, They've all said stuff that we've all heard, whether it's watching YouTube videos or listening to podcasts or reading books. And what Bill just shared is it's such a common sense thing, but it's such a massive pillar that so many people do it wrong. Like Bill's ex, ex, ex mentor way back in the day, he starts shoving things down people's throats. Well, you don't even know if you have a solution to their situation. And I always share that as well, Bill. The, the more questions you can ask, the more information that you can get from someone, not because you're trying to actually get something to sell them, but at the end of the day, creating a relationship and then helping them with their overall solution to a problem they have, 
people will look at you differently than everybody else in your space. They'll actually look at you as a, as a, as you put it earlier, a trusted advisor versus someone that's just trying to hawk them things. Absolutely. You know, you want to get out of that vendor status, that vendor category where the only value you bring to the table is your product or service. And more often than not, your product or service, whether you want to admit it or not, is a commodity. Yeah. Everyone's doing it. We're all going to do it pretty similarly. You know, obviously we can all make an argument of, well, my service is better than everyone else's. We do a better job. But at the end of the day, you've got to add additional value to both your clients and your networking partners. And the way to do that, the way to find those opportunities to add value is like you said, Scott, ask the right questions and then shut up and listen. Which brings me, I'm glad you brought up the V word, the value word. So a lot of people in the city you live in and other cities around the world uh, are real estate individuals, whether it's commercial, whether it's residential, whether it's a combination hybrid of both, whatever it is. I know you personally focus on the commercial side of things. And you just said it. You said that it can be viewed as a commodity. So what makes tenant advisory and bill stand out from Joe Blow and Susie Smith down the street. So share with us, let us literally peek behind the curtain and, and share with us what's one value add that you bring to why someone would choose bill and tenant advisory versus someone else besides listening and asking good questions and besides, you know, opening up their, uh, your network to them. Is there something else that you feel that you bring to the table, your firm brings to the table that says, you know what, I got eight people I can go with, but I'm going with Bill. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I mentioned earlier about bringing people into the tag ecosystem. And that's really what I define as our additional value add that's going to separate us. And what I mean by the tag ecosystem is, it's basically bringing them in. When we meet business owners or potential clients, we we put them on our mailing list where we're sending them information that we think can be helpful. Not salesy, not here's why you should use tag, but tips on how to negotiate a lease, moving tips, a moving checklist, you know, other uh, great service providers that are uh, ancillary related to real estate. That's number one is sending them value, valuable information. Number two is trying to get them included. Like I said, when I go to a networking event, I'm bringing the people that I want to spend time with. And usually it involves bringing multiple business owners that could potentially do business with each other. Mm. So giving, giving people an opportunity to meet potential clients is extremely valuable. And it's something that not just people in real estate, but in any sales profession rarely do. Um, and, and likewise, we'll host our own event several times a year where we're just bringing, say, 30 business owners together to have some, some appetizers and some cocktails. There's no agenda. There's no sales pitch. It's just, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to meet each other. You're some of the most respected people in my network, and I think you'll enjoy and find opportunities to work together with the other people in this room. So it really is just about giving. So when I say bringing people into the tag ecosystem, it's about helping them find opportunities uh, to grow their business. It's about helping them solve problems in their business. It's about giving them information 
that that could be seen as adding value and helpful to them. And that's that's really the bottom line. I think that's the biggest thing that's going to separate us. Such great stuff. Hacker Nation, I hope you're taking some notes because usually we, we, we say the success hack towards the end, but uh, we'll ask Bill. We'll actually put him on the spotlight here in a second. But uh, he shared so many hacks already in success strategies. Speaking, you mentioned problem. Let's dive into your business here for a second. What's a nut that you're trying to crack right now or maybe a problem you're trying to solve in your own business? Uh, bringing on good salespeople. Mm. That's, that's probably the biggest issue that I'm, I'm facing right now. I mean, I'm, I'm our rainmaker and we're doing just fine. And I've got a huge team around me to help uh, service those clients and, you know, get the right content out there. Um, but really, if I'm going to get, like you talked about that 10x growth, yeah. it's going to have to come from other salespeople. Uh, other than myself. And that's where I've struggled to find people that share similar values um, and and want to do business the way that, that TAG is promoting. And, and it's interesting. I, I was working with a real estate guy, and I also work now with an attorney who, interestingly enough, regardless of the industry, to get to that next level when you're a service provider um, like, like yourself uh, or some of the other people that I work with, one of the biggest leaps is... Do I have enough cash flow? Do I have enough business? Do I have enough revenue to bring on someone else? Whether it's from an admin standpoint, you're talking about a sales standpoint and a body, someone that can actually go out and be a mini rainmaker and, and yet fits the value of, of you and your business. And that's some of the things that we work on all the time. So when you think about that, when you think about bringing on, of course, it's the right person. When you do bring that person on, what's, what's the, uh, what's the future look like for, uh, for tenant advisory, if you can have a crystal ball in the next two years, do you have a certain number in mind, revenue? And if so, you don't have to share that, or is it more of a an impact uh, in the marketplace for what you're doing? Yeah, I, I, that's a very fair question. And I think my goal has always been to provide an incredible service and an incredible experience for all of our clients. That's kind of been the underlying goal. Uh, but I think moving forward, uh, the next two years, I'd really like to see three to five other um, kind of rainmakers like myself that are out there networking, and we've defined networking and what that means right. and how you do it, um, trying to build relationships with the right people, both people that can refer them and people that can hire them, and um, you know, just kind of having having people on the same page as you in terms of shared values right. can can be very powerful. You know, when you're all rolling in the same direction and and going about things the right way, that to me is how you really start building a brand. And, and so that's really what my goal is in the next two years is to have another three to five quality salespeople that uh, are out there building relationships uh, and networking and, and trying to help others. Awesome. Let's switch gears and talk about a segment on the show that, um, interestingly enough, over the last two years uh, has been one of the, the featured segments, uh, even though it can be a reflection segment on the show. Um, so can you get vulnerable with us for a minute? I'll do my best. So I believe, Bill, that all high performers and successful individuals look at failure a little bit differently than most people. They actually use failure as feedback and course correction. So. Take us to one time, there might have been multiple times, but take us back to one time when you failed. You even almost wanted to give up, but you actually used that one failure, that one moment as fuel to your success fire. Yeah, that's that's funny you mentioned that, Scott, because I think any successful entrepreneur, I could have five wins 
uh, in a row and then have a loss and I dwell on that loss. Like, you know, what did we do wrong? How yeah. did we approach this person? What were our communications like? You know, how can I fix this? Cause I don't ever want to lose. I feel that with what we're doing and who we are, we should be hired 100% of the time. So there was definitely a time actually before I started my business where, uh, it was July 4th, 2008. I was playing golf with my father in Kansas City, and I didn't understand why I wasn't happy doing what I was doing. And as my father started to help me peel back the layers of the onion, what I realized is that I don't doing what I do. My passion is not about commercial real estate. My passion is in helping people. And the way that I was trained at other firms was to cold call, get on the phone and make cold calls. And when you do that, every single day you start over at zero. You have nothing. You're building nothing when you cold call. It might, again, it might work for some and they find their opportunities, but every single day you pick up that phone, you're starting at zero. But when you build relationships and you just try to help people in whatever way that you can, because real estate, it, let's be honest, it only comes up once every five or 10 years. Right. So how is it that I stay relevant? Right. How do I stay as a trusted advisor, uh, you know, as opposed to a vendor. And that's by asking questions about people's business, uh, listening, and then trying to help them solve those problems. And oftentimes those problems are, we'd like more clients. And so it's about bringing them new business. But what I learned that day, the, the, the big, the failure was the work I was doing was not making me happy. It wasn't making me feel satisfied. And by looking internally at what I wanted and who I was, I realized I never drank the Kool-Aid at any of these other firms because they didn't have any backbone. They didn't have any value. The mantra at all the big firms is get hired on the deal, close the deal, get paid on the deal, move on to the next deal. And, and for me, while real estate is certainly a very transactional business, I'm not a transactional person. I'm a relationship person. And I want to go deep with people. And, and like I said, my goal is to be their trusted advisor. When I get a call from a client or, or someone in my network that says, hey, Bill, my accountant's just not calling me back. Do you have somebody you could recommend? That means the world to me because now I know I'm not a vendor to that person. I'm not just their real estate broker. I'm somebody who they trust my network. They trust my opinions and they trust my values. And that's where it really kind of turned around for me is that it's not about shoving your product or service down someone's throat, but it's about building relationships. And and that to me was really a, a game changer. All right, Bill, we are now going to switch gears. We're going to enter what we call the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the success hackers version of the hot seat. Okay. Let's do <laughs> so it. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip, and brevity is really important. So, Bill Himmelstein, are you ready for the randomness round? I hope so. Best advice you've ever received? Best advice I've ever received is it's the do unto others. It's treat others how you want to be treated. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? Think about my kids. You now own a time machine, Bill. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25-year-old self? Be patient. And, and really, those keys about networking that we talked about, the three keys, boy, that, that would have been so helpful when I was 25. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? Thick-headedness. 
I don't, I, I don't, I don't let the no's bother me. Although I know I said earlier I'll dwell on the no, but it's really more about learning from it. And, and, but you know, I've been said no to more times than, than I'd like to admit, but, uh, we keep plugging away and, it's, it's important to focus on the successes. What's a hidden talent that you have, Bill, that most people may not know about you? I am completely untalented in all areas. <laughs> I'd say the greatest talent that I've ever been able to utilize was I was able to trick my beautiful and uh, extremely intelligent wife into marrying me. So uh, oh. I put on a, a good uh, a good show for her, and she she bit, and that's that's the that's the greatest accomplishment I've ever had in my life is getting my my wife to marry me. So make sure when this is all edited and it's live that you at the very least, if she doesn't want to pay attention to the first fifteen twenty minutes, you cue <laughs> up this very point. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what is one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business? Um, the Secret of Shelter Island, right there. The Secret of Shelter Island is about um, money and what matters most. And and at the end of the day, uh, it talks about how to be happy and um, how to focus on being positive. You know, the glass is half full type of things like that. Because we all run into things in our daily lives that can easily frustrate us or make us upset uh, or bring us down. And I think that uh, this book did an amazing job of really clarifying kind of what's what really is important and, and how to stay, how to keep a positive attitude. If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service to our Hacker Nation community that has helped you and your business, what would that be? You know, I think podcasts like this are very important if they've got exposure. So you can't just start up a podcast and reach a huge audience. So that's why I'm so appreciative, Scott, for you having me on your show. But the tool that I use the most that I've found a ton of value from is LinkedIn hmm. and the search function that you can use as a LinkedIn premium member. I'm able to look at a contact of mine and find out exactly who in their network are the types of people that I want to meet in a matter of 30 seconds, I can figure out, a, even though if you've got 5,000 connections, in 30 seconds, I can know exactly who you know that I would want to meet. And that's been incredibly helpful. Bill, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. Whew, this is, sweat off my Yeah, row. man, it was getting intense. This has been absolutely <laughs> incredible. Thank you so much for your time and also sharing these incredible success strategies and hacks with our Hacker Nation where can our listeners find out more about you, Bill, or your business or anything else that you'd like to share? Yeah, absolutely. And again, thank you, Scott. I know that you've got uh, such an amazing audience. Uh, you've had some amazing shows out there. So to have the opportunity to be a guest is, is quite an honor, and I'm humbled by it. So absolutely. thank you for that. Absolutely. Uh, if people want to re reach Tenant Advisory Group, uh, our website is www.tagcommercialbroker.com. That's T A G. Uh, commercialbroker.com and uh, something that we recently a service line that we recently added is residential brokerage so now mm. we can help people buy and sell homes buy and sell commercial properties lease commercial space we've got an architect on staff we can we can do it all and so we're, we're here to help if, uh, if anybody needs us awesome hacker nation make sure to head over to successhackers.net that's successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with bill and on those show notes and on the show notes page, we'll have everything that Bill uh, not only just shared here in the interview, but also the link that he just mentioned if you want to get a hold of him. Oh, and by the way, when you're on the site, successhackers.net, 
please don't forget to subscribe so that you get all the latest and greatest newest episodes. Before we end the show today, I wanted to make you all aware of something really cool that I have going on, as I mentioned in the beginning. Besides being the creator and host right here on Success Hackers, I'm also a business strategist, and I help business owners grow their number of clients, increase their revenue while ultimately helping them get complete clarity around creating and sustaining an incredibly successful business. As a matter of fact, I just helped the client grow his revenue by 50% in working with me in less than four months. So here is the deal for all of you, my loyal listeners. I'm offering a free a free business breakthrough strategy session where I'm actually going to help you create some strategies to help grow your business. And in addition, I'm also going to help you find a boatload of additional revenue in your business without you spending a dollar on marketing or advertising. It's my business breakthrough strategy session. The value is $2,000, but again, I'm offering a few spots available for free. So if you want to grab one of these free spots, just go to 40minutemakeover.com. That's 40, F-O-R-T-Y, minutemakeover.com. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.